Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hump day? Welcome to Sam's Smorgasbord. This is going to be Wednesday's episode. And I have a guest. Guest, who are you? Hi. Uh, yeah, my name is Sky. Um, I play in a band. Um, I know that's, I know that that's you know pretty common. That's not you know the most unique thing, but yeah, I play in a band uh, based out of Buffalo, New York. And you know, I did some stuff. I do some other stuff. That's how it is. Yeah. What do you What do you do when you're not in the band? So. Sir? Yeah, so I, I did music for a long time, like touring, and then um, kind of coming down from touring, I settled down with my girlfriend, um, and my whole life I've been really, really into just like a lot of like uh, Japanese aesthetic, like um, JRPGs, like video games, as well as like anime, manga, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after getting my own place, I was really able to, to double down on that. And I have like an entire basement that like ends up looking like a museum. Um, so it's really just, yeah, those are my, those are my two things. It's like, I did, you know, heavy music and then I'm also into, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So we met cause I, I was a fan of your band and, you know, we're, would see each other at shows and stuff like that. And, um, uh, it's, it's been a little bit since I've seen you guys play cause you guys played, when was the last time you played? I don't even remember. It technically it was, it was a, it was a couple months ago, actually. It was like uh, we we were doing this thing pretty much post pandemic, where like if somebody just like messages one of us and is like, "Hey, you guys want to do a show?" We just go, "Yeah, sure." We just go, "Okay," and then we show up, and then that happens. I think it was yeah. it was a couple months ago in Buffalo. I know that. Um, wasn't it, it wasn't it Kaunashi? Weren't they in? I think it was because they were in town. I don't remember. It, it was. We definitely did. There's a restaurant that Kaunashi plays at every time they're in Buffalo that we were there. Um, there might have been something after that, but it's like, I can't even, you know what I mean? I can't even yeah. like remember half the time because it's so last minute. It's so like, hey, you yep. guys want to do this in two weeks? And we go, okay, yeah, you sure? You know? Just like, yeah, we haven't practiced or anything, but, you know, it's, we'll, we'll hop on and do stuff. Oh, dude, that's that, that stuff is so muscle memory like ingrained in me too like that's the thing is like we won't even see each other for like you know a month or two you know just f because of life and being busy and i live an hour mm -hmm. away from the other two and it's just like i'll just show up and i'll be like oh i, I feel like i'm literally 23 and it's 2017 and i'm doing this all over again you know that type and of you're thing. just like oh how far how far away do you live from like from uh greg and ryan greg greg is the vocalist and ryan is uh what does Ryan play again? I don't remember. He plays guitar for a while. He was playing guitar and bass at the same time yeah, via a mastery of pedals. I don't understand. And then now he just plays guitar. Our buddy Alex plays bass with us live. Cause now, like I said, it's a lot more chill of an environment just like, yeah. you know, um, but uh, no, so I live in Rochester. So uh, it's an honest hour and nine minutes away. That's like, mm -hmm. I found no matter how different i try to do it no matter what way i try to take no matter how much i'm pushing the pedal down hour nine minutes every single time do you work in do you work in buffalo no no i, I pretty much oh, my okay. whole life is in rochester but since i still have such attachment to everybody out there i'm still out there like like once a week pretty much that that sounds about right so what do you what do you do for work What's so your 
day to day. Yeah. So I work in mental health and I know that that's like, um, I know that this is going to sound kind of pompous, but I can't say anything else besides that just because it's a yeah. lot of like HIPAA violation type stuff. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I work in mental health and it's good and, and it feels positive like what I do, you know, it's, and it's awesome to work for something that isn't like a, you know, major corporate entity that like you'll never see the top of like, in this case, yep. it's like, I'm, I'm literally, you know, the people I'm, I'm working alongside, it's like, that's what it is that's the end result you know so if you know it's it's your voice is a lot more heard everybody's a lot more progressive thinking and it's just a it's a tight environment and i've been there for about two years now nice you you and i actually share a similarity in in that um mine is not necessarily mental health but i for the past six years i've been working um with people with uh developmental disabilities and intellectual Mm -hmm. disabilities and stuff like that so I've done a you know worked in group homes and now I'm just like a a case manager right now so you know kind of kind of on that same wavelength there of helping people oh and yeah and trust me I was gonna say your line of work is so so well respected it's actually it's not respected enough uh because it's so Mm -hmm. much to it and people just you know that it's so a behind the scenes job that really saves people you know so so honestly thank you for that because i i end up doing a lot of like work with case managers in my own job um and geez yeah you guys come in clutch i'll tell you i'll tell you that as much yeah there's you know there's a lot of overlap between mental health and then also you know, developmental and intellectual disabilities. And some, sometimes I'm, I'm sure, you know, like sometimes those systems don't really work that well together. Like there's different hoops you have to jump through just for like to help people, but because of the state regulations and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, I want to help you, but there's like a bunch of stuff I got to do before I can even get you that help. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a tough, it's it's a it's a complicated world too and it's like you always try to make it too interesting too when you're explaining it's like friends and family it's like i promise i promise this is beneficial i'm not just ticking on a keyboard for fun and then going to the water cooler and doing office shit like it's yeah you know it's a very you know person to person personal thing yeah it's it's definitely i've worked with a lot of different people with a lot of different situations so it's can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming but you know, I like helping people. So it's always, it's always good at the end of the day when you can actually help someone. Yeah. I was about to say when they'll, when they'll take it too, that's the thing. It's, it's, I think it's the hardest, it's usually with with stuff like that. It's the hardest to not only admit that you need help with something, but to actually follow through with it. Right. Cause even something as simple as like booking a therapy appointment, you have like dudes that, you know, there's a masculinity problem. They're like, Oh shit. You know, I'm, you know, I don't need therapy. What I, you know, she's just a bitch. It's my mom, you know? And then you're like, okay, well maybe you want to actually talk to somebody about that and open yeah, that maybe, up a little more. Wanna, yeah. Maybe you want to, you know, elaborate a little bit. Right. Right. So with, with someone else, but you yeah. know, for sure. Yeah. So any yeah. listeners out there, go get a, go get a therapy session. It's not lame. It's not annoying. It's not, uh, you know, pussy or, or anything like that. It's not cringe. You know, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. if you're connected with the right person, and uh, you could just feel miles better. It helps me through a lot of things, helped me through, you know, grief and trauma and kind of being cool with myself and how different, you know, um, life is now and, and, and stuff like that. So, Oh, absolutely. I did one, one of my first episodes, um, you know, I talked about mental health, my mental health and that, that whole thing. So, 
you know, I am no stranger to it. Um, but uh, as far as far as music goes, I know you guys aren't uh, doing too much right now. It's, like you said, it's just kind of pick up and, you know, if they want you to, if someone reaches out and stuff like that. When you toured, I'm sure that was not easy because you guys probably were just what and just like a, a Ford transit van and just went around and right yeah I mean it's, whatever and that's the thing too is is it always um I, I I like to kind of spread word of this as a lesson not just to cover my ass but like there's a lot of people I met through music and there's a lot of awesome bands out there that are doing their thing and grinding and solo artists and stuff like that and you'll notice sometimes you'll be like oh what the, you know I haven't seen them you know, do much yep. the last like year and a half. I wonder what's going on. I wonder, did they break up? Did this happen? Are they not making enough money? Like, dude, there's so many factors to that. And, and it's like, uh, I just know one of those things is like, you know, like we said with mental health, it's like you, first of all, you got to take care of yourself. Right. Yep. Because, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that tour, I'm not going to, you know, go through that whole song and dance of like, it's, it's tough, man. You're, you're gone for so long. Like I, people have heard that type of jazz before, but really it's, it's like, when you want to be in something like a band, it's like you have to, a lot of times you have to kind of give like a persona of yourself. You know, you have to be like, well, what do other people think of me? You know, what if people, what's yep. our sound? What's our merch going to look like? Like, you know, and you end up fighting with like the industry and what's cool and what's popular and wanting to be unique, but then also, you know, wanting to be successful. And, you know, I've, I've seen both ends. I've seen friends of mine that are very successful and, you know, they make a lot of money from it, but they don't like what they're doing. They feel like they're conforming. And then I see another, mm -hmm. you know, side that, they are it's incredibly unique incredibly talented and they just you know it's tougher to hold on because shit is more expensive now i mean it's like we make that joke all the time like to your point you talked about like we we toured in like some like ford van i think it was um I, think I had a Dodge. The first tour I ever did, I think it was a Dodge. I don't know this shit. I'm so bad with it. You would think that That's doing it for like eight in. years, I would know the difference. But uh, it was like a Chevy, you know, classic stuff. 15 passenger, yep. towed a trailer on it. And back then, I remember it was like, you know, before you're making money doing it, it's or even while you're making money doing it, a lot of times it's like, okay, we got to fill up the tank. You would go kind of person to person. And you would be like, okay, uh, put 50 bucks in, you know, and we'll see yep. if that makes it, it makes it to this show. We'll sell enough in merch. We'll get enough for the next one. And that was like back then that was back, uh, you know, in like 2014, 2015, I remember being like, Oh, what the, another $50. It's like, this yep. is truly we're in the hole. And I think about that now it's like, um, so my buddy, Ryan, uh, who plays in my band, he does yep. a lot of touring, um, with other artists. So like, I know just recently he was out with attack attack, like on their like big comeback. Um, he does like sound for them. Uh, and, uh, like a number of other, uh, other bands and he was telling me he was like dude we stop for gas and it's like it's not just like 50 bucks and go it's you max out the fucking pump because it's not enough to fill the tank but it's it's oh, yeah. as much money as the the pump is willing to take out at that one limit and then you have to reel the car around and do it again on like a different card and it's like dude it's like a hundred and ninety dollars now to like fill a van's tank it's like obscene so yeah, yeah, a lot of times I, I know like four dollars, oh, almost five dollars, dude. And that's the thing, man. It is, it's like other state. I remember back in, uh, you know, it, I can't give a year, but like, you know, we would we thought we had it so bad in New York as like, you know, gas was like, oh my god, it used to be two dollars and forty nine cents, yep. but then like you'd go out to California and that would be four dollars, and we'd be like, what the hell, you know? And so I can, I don't yeah. even know what it is now. 
nine dollars I, I have no idea but but yeah so it's like I, I feel for a lot of people who can't keep it up as much as they want to um and i'm saying that from from experience because i thought touring was awesome i loved it and i love making music i still do it now um it's just a lot more behind the scenes of like mm-hmm. you know jamming whenever we have time from our jobs and stuff um and trying to write that way and and but uh i feel for people because i know it's a lot more than just like oh you guys didn't get popular enough did you you know oh you guys couldn't yeah. you couldn't hash it it's like no man it's like shit is so much money and it's so tough and you know it's shows get canceled left and right because you know stuff happens yeah it's yep. freaking there'll be like a, someone will test positive at a venue it's like all right well the whole show's done because yep. that that venue's got three staff members you know that type of shit but it's cool, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's it's. I like it. I think I think uh, writing um, and playing music without the pressure of constantly moving is really rewarding. It's really freeing to not have you know like management and a label and shit like on your back. Like, what'd you do now? What's your new idea? You know, yep. especially if you're like a very big like live band. It's always like you got up the ante. Uh, here, here's some videos of, of fucking Eric Andre. Can you do shit like this? It's like, no, I can't do shit like that. We have sound equipment. That dude just yeah. he just flips around because it's just he him. He just does whatever he wants. All right, and he also uh, he also has I think the flexibility of like a rubber straw. I remember I think one one of the first times I saw Bundler was at Extreme Wheels, and I I th- I think it was either you or it was Greg that like had a McDonald's bag and like threw hamburgers at people in the crowd okay so i know exactly what you're talking about and it's uh well that could have happened too but so also i thought it funny the 17 minutes and yeah i played a band called bungler it's a very weird name very weird band um that's it but uh yeah it's so we played uh there's a venue in buffalo called mohawk place small joint it was a thing super popular shut down it's back now i don't know how it's doing necessarily since the reopening i would like to say good i I think it's fine um i've been to like a couple things since then but um it was a show at mohawk place with straight from the path uh fantastic band amazing amazing musicians probably one of the greatest inspirations that i had that all that my entire band had and um we loved it. And we would like travel, um, you know, we, we'd be traveling. So we went, we would travel for them. We would like drive to Pittsburgh because Stray was playing like a show and they didn't know who we were. We were just like mega fans. And we played a show in Buffalo with them. At, at, it was like one of the first shows we played as Bungler. And I remember we did like some weird shit like that. We went to Mighty Taco and we bought like a shit ton of their like 99 cent tacos. We just like threw them out to the crowd of like 25 to 30 people uh, while we were playing. And, and I guess um dan that was what i meant and so the ex drummer of straight from the path his name is dan um mm-hmm. he he was so stoked on it he, he like ran from their merch to like go and get as many as he could and then they were you know obviously one thing led to another they talked to us after that they're like we've seen you guys around and we're like yeah no we've we've driven to like six different cities to see your band because again like at that time we were all off the high of like you ever you ever have that shit where you have a part-time job and but you still live at home and the only thing you have to pay for is like maybe your Your cell phone phone. so yeah so when you got when you got your bullshit check of like 150 dollars at the end of the week you'd be like holy shit this is insane i can get whatever i want so that's what we would do we would just we would blow it we would pay the like one friend we had that drove and then that one friend that drove would go down to, you know, I remember one time we went to Lemoyne, Pennsylvania. 
I, I don't know if you what you know about. I don't, I, don't even know, I don't even know where that would be. In I'll tell you what they have. I tell you they have a burrito restaurant. That's all I remember. That's all that's worthwhile remembering. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd sorry to anybody from Lemoyne, but um, but yeah, we'd go all the way down to these like bumfuck out of nowhere, you know, spots to see straight for the past. So they would be like, "We well, have yeah, we've seen you guys before." Like, uh, you know, you, why do you look so familiar? We told them we're like, "Yeah, we've been in like six different cities." So, like, you guys play in a band and you give away food? They're like, "That's so fucking punk." And we're like, <laughs> hey, "You know, you know, it's it's funny and it's cool." And after it's that, something. it just it just blossomed. And after that, we got to know the, all of them personally. And I'm very thankful for that because that was a big motivator of like, no, you guys go out and do this. Because, uh, you know, at the time, you're just doing shit in your own city. Like, and you have yep. dreams of doing that, like going around the country, but uh, and doing the big thing. But like, you know, you're like, oh, that can't be us, you know. But, but you know, no. they, they, it was literally these guys that were making, you know, the coolest music of that time and still is, you know, it's just like, no, you guys got to do this more. You got to go out there and, and, and really give it a go. And, and we absolutely did. And because of that, we ended up playing with them more. We ended up, you know, doing more tours, doing the thing, getting on the label, making a record, you know, and, and uh, yeah. And, and still to this day, if stray rolls through the town, even if my band doesn't directly play it, I'm thankful that I can still, you know, hang out with Tom who plays guitar in that band. And, you know, we still kind of act what's up and it's, it's always crazy when you get that realization. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, it's been like 10 years since I threw a taco at you, (laughs) you know, and, and I, and I had a shirt with like a spray painted dick on it because I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's funny just how things turn out that way. Just, you know, putting yourself out there and uh, it's something that, may not work somewhere else totally just worked and you know oh yeah you went with it yeah that's why i'm all it's it's that alone is honestly told me from from there on out it's like dude you want to just do something then do it i know that that is such an annoying thing like i feel like the rock says that all the time i feel like people yep. they interview chris evans and the chris evans is like yeah i might be a jillionaire but if you want to do something just do it it's like all right dumbass i i know it's a lot easier for you but honestly that statement is like it can be so versatile just don't care you know um i see so many people that want to get into stuff like art or they want to get into acting or or they want to get into you know um you know or music or or you know starting a a brand or something like that and i feel like there's so much hesitation of like oh what if it comes off awkward what if i don't have good enough marketing i don't have enough money for youtube ads or like i don't know dude just go go do go do and go do and and eventually you know it's it's not necessarily like eventually people will notice it's you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to notice it you don't know what connection you're going to make you don't know if while you're doing thing a you're going to be like oh fuck i actually really like thing b and maybe that's your thing you know like so that's 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 always been the, the the move that i push and i really like that um the guys that I played music with, I'm watching her do the same thing. Like um, to do kind of like a, like a, a kind of sort of selfish, but not really selfish plug. Um, my friend Greg, who I played in a band with, he um, is an awesome artist now. He got really into art and it's really, really unique. I, I, I uh, let me pull up the Instagram handle. It's very like um, old school cartoon, like rubber hose cartoon, but it's, it's, yep. it's dark. It's, it's gross. It's, yeah, you know, it's I've, really I've cool. Seen um and he, he does awesome stuff he does commissions and he does it for fucking dirt cheap man like uh as somebody who looked into that like other artists making shit for you he is underselling it um let me find out what he is bad deal greg on instagram he makes awesome art as well as uh ryan 
uh, the guitarist in my band got really into skydiving and the kid is yep. just, uh, he's like a professional. Like, I, you know, he's using phrases I don't understand. He's like, yeah, the zip on that one is, it's a good drive, and you're just like, a good oh, drive on that okay. fall. And okay. I'm like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, listen, I don't know what these terms mean, but uh, you've jumped, I think he's jumped out of the, jumped out of a plane skydiving, I think 3000 times, or it's about to be 3000. Um, oh it's crazy. Yeah. And it, that's just a thing, right? It's like, Oh, I think I want to do this, you know, but if you spend your entire, however long being like, I don't know, it's kind of scary. I don't know if I'll be into that. I don't know if the people who do it are going to be nice. It's like, then what are you going to do? You're still, yep. you still have it. Sky dove or dived. Still haven't dived, dove, whatever. Still Same haven't done difference. the big old plane jump frilly dilly. And then, uh, then you would never know, you know? So that's it, you know, just do it. And then go in with the mentality of just like, who cares? Whatever. Uh, somebody's gonna call me cringe whatever shut up you know i mean that's that's kind of how i was with this like for a number of years i've always wanted to do like just a podcast like with my friends or whatever and just talk about dumb shit and then finally like there was a couple times like we would start getting ideas off the ground and then you know nothing really came of it so finally one day i was just like fuck it like i'm just gonna make my own thing and just talk yeah. about whatever and if it works it works if not then it's whatever i'm still doing it oh yeah dude so. it's that's that's what it's, you know what you know what i also like about that too and that's something i i wish i could tell people about with with something like music too um because i feel like people make music and then they get embarrassed by it and then they don't want to really acknowledge it ever again um but like it's it's like friends of mine that have done like live streaming or like podcasting i feel like it's the same way it's like oh shit you know i, I was doing this thing it didn't pop off i'm kind of you know embarrassed by it but it's like dude you know if you're doing it with friends and you have like guests or even if you don't have guests and you're just talking about shit you like and whatnot you can look back on that you know, however long from now. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's a much cooler, more entertaining version of like a photo album. You know, like I wish, yeah. I so desperately wish that I had my phone camera on more. Like I wish that I was one of the, you know, you ever have one of those friends that are like film kids, you know, they're like yeah, always they filming film things. Or yeah, they're like always take pictures. And it's like, what are you trying to do, fucker? Make the Little Miss Sunshine part two? Like you don't need to have a camera out the entire time. But now I look back and I'm like, shit i was like i could have there's so much funny stuff that i did with people that i wish i could like go back and watch but all i can yeah. do now is just like you know try to remember it even though my memory is that of like a 75 year old man um, oh my mine is exactly the same way so don't even worry yeah. about it but shit like this is cool because you could go back and listen to old episodes and you're like yeah i can go to memory lane for like an hour and a half and i don't even have to like think I could just take yeah. it in, you know, it's cool. It's cool to have it archives, you know, that's a good thing about, you know, stuff like taking pictures and, and video. It's, it's, it's there forever for the most part. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and then seeing how it, it progresses, like in, in my case, my first episode was fucking terrible. Like I was just using the, the app that we're on now and there wasn't really like a lot of editing. And then like the next episode I had found like another, audio editing app and like i made an intro and an outro and like all sorts of stuff and going from like episode one to episode two it was just like yeah this actually sounds a lot better it doesn't sound like shit so. oh exactly yeah i mean you know and youtubers do that shit all the time it's it's a classic thing you look at like uh like uh what's that fucker mr beast the biggest youtuber oh, all the time. Yep, yep. it's like that's a constant thing you go back to his first video it's shot on like a cyberlink ucam on his laptop you know some shit like that um i don't know if that's true i might have just made that up but i would assume i mean it's possible i would assume that most like successful youtubers are like you know they have their awkward you know first first whatever yeah now he's got like a shit ton of money and just like gives like cars away and shit i can't even make sense of it like sometimes i think 
like uh i just i i, I don't even i can't even fat like uh here's a, like a, i guess he has a restaurant chain yeah mr beast burgers yeah or something and, I've never, like and, that. I, and, and i'm one of that type of ignorance where because i haven't seen it myself i'm like that's not real i was like there's no way that's real right like that's a youtuber burger place that's got more than one like pop-up in la like no i that's not real but i guess it is and i guess yeah, it's like, like his own fucking brand of candy and shit and it's, it's yep yeah yeah he had like gordon ramsay try his chocolate or something like that i was like oh all right i'll tell you what like, i think cool. i actually yeah i think i actually saw that because uh my my girlfriend and I we had uh, we do this every year we go through we only watch like four things so we'll we'll just go through like a cycle of them so uh, one of them is like a Gordon Ramsay routine so like for a whole mm-hmm. fucking season it'll just be everything that Gordon Ramsay has ever done it's not even like we worship him it's just it's so painfully entertaining it's just you know you watch like Hotel Hell yeah oh my god yep. dude it's insane and I want to go there now like that's like I'm becoming that guy where I'm like. I'm that type of settled down where I'm like, we're going to plan a road trip where we go to, we're going to go to a restaurant from kitchen nightmares and take pictures. If they're even open, which they're not. And that's the thing is that's my favorite part about watching the Gordon Ramsay shows is the inevitable. Let's look up and see if they're open. And they never are not a single one. Uh, I want to say in hotel hell, I think there's like two that are still there that like actually like kept the changes that they did and everything like that. I'm oh, yes. trying to my cause my my wife and I are are big fans of Gordon Ramsay, so like we don't even watch like the episodes on TV or whatever. We'll watch like the YouTube channel where it's just like a bunch of clips together. The, and, the YouTube uh, channel is nuts. If you actually looked at yeah. the uh the titles like, of the these title videos, of the description, yeah, <laughs> they're like they're, they're amazing. They're like they're like Gordon Ramsay tries a burger and it's bussin. <laughs> yeah, it's like stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like. Whoever makes the titles and descriptions for this YouTube channel needs to be paid more. Oh, that's well. That's the thing is, it's. I think what people are forgetting is like the shit, like the Wendy's Twitter account and like yep. brand YouTube and like all this stuff. They're they're just for they're fuckers our age. So it's like they just got this sick gig, and then these major companies are like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but like little kids think it's funny, so keep it up. Yeah. So that's that's how you see like you know, it's the four piece for me. Yeah advertising is weird like i think about how arby's the, the arby's social media would do like the whatchamacallit they're like dioramas made out of like the cardboard containers that they make so it would be like anime or like movies or something like that and like for the longest i haven't seen one of those in a while those so are awesome good. i had okay so i was i was part of the like internet thread of people trying to hunt that kid down which is not good which is which is a confession of mine but i was obsessed with it yeah because he was he was posting nerd shit and and as i said earlier uh and that i'm sure we'll get into i love the nerd shit i love it so much um so you know when he would do this shit you'd be making like a little tiny arby's container keyblade i'd be like give me that give me it give me it so i would dm him all the time i'd be like can i buy this i was like are you doing something with this This is gonna be in some museum and then uh i remember there was like a it was was either like a twitter or reddit thread of people being like well you know i think they're based out of this area because you know there's a palm tree in the window here so that negates all the northern states it must be either california or florida you know and i was like okay this is where this is where i think this is is the reddit you know, like yeah, this is where I think it gets people. dicey. This is where I think that my name shouldn't be associated with it. If everybody's like, yeah, and you know, we had a couple guys stalk his wife 
you know, and his wife works at a Joanne Fabrics. It's like, okay, well, you know, no, maybe we'll, maybe we'll stop there. Cause, gonna, cause, but I do back think up here. if I remember this correctly and I'm probably making it up, I want to say that um, he does have like a, like a separate account. I shouldn't say he, that's actually incredibly uh, um, uh, like, I'm like, I'm um, assuming, but uh, you know, that, that they, um, I think there was a different account where they were making like other shit, like, art that wasn't made out of Arby's mm-hmm. materials. Um, but no, that stuff's awesome. And I know that they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I know that fucking KFC, the, their brand kid is like 25 and he's like, guys, listen, all we got to do is make a neon Genesis Evangelion reference and we're gold. Everybody's <laughs> going to buy. Yeah. Everybody's going to buy the chicken. After that. Yeah. If you say like the 11 herbs and spices hit, hit more than the, the third impact. And then everybody's like, Oh my God. I get it. I get and it. All I get the nerds nerdgasm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It is a real thing, though. Yeah, I've I've noticed that a lot with uh, different advertising and stuff like that. So, where you know it's it's more geared in towards like people our age. It's just like, oh, hey, that's you know that's something I'm into, or like you know, it's just it's just weird, you know, how people key into stuff like that, and it just takes off well it makes sense because uh especially for like major brands right because like our parents generation uh they're all fucking morons right like so it's like it's they're already sold on it you know so it's you don't need to convince some like you know 40 something year old white mom that's like hey you should buy you should buy Dawn dish soap. It's like, no, she's going to be buying that shit by the gallon. You know, like, yeah. like uh, Frank's red hot does not need to advertise to the moms of the world that they're already good. They're in BJ's. That's, that's, that's fine. So they kind of, yeah. So they need to kind of come up with smarter ways. And they're like, these kids, they like the TikTok. They're like, why don't you get out there and do this? And now you see like a uh, fucking, um, do you know that, uh, this is a weird one I found, you know, meow mix, the cat food. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, they have a metal band. Excuse me? Yeah, oh, I swear. I'm going to – I could pull it up on Spotify right now. I won't get you um, whatever that phrase is, um, you know, cease and desist type shit. But yeah. I'm going to see if I can find the name. Um, if I just search me on Mix on Spotify. Oh, my God. I'm trying not to make dead air out of this. I swear. It's 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 a no, metal no, band. And it's the it's not anything that substantial. They just do the the little jingle, the meow, 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 meow. But it's like a blast but beat behind metal. it. Um, and it's funny. It's just something they did. They just didn't care. They were just like, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to do this. It's, it's savage. Right. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's shit like that now. Like Wendy's has like a diss track for like McDonald's, you know, and it's like a, it's like a straight up like radio quality hip hop song. Yeah. I mean like they have the money, so it doesn't even matter. It's just like, like if it doesn't work, they're just like, yeah, it's whatever. We only spent like a hundred grand on it. It's whatever. Oh yeah. And I go back and. And not to say that I'm cooler than it either. I'm absolutely a sucker for it. I remember I dragged I dragged my girlfriend and like two friends, uh, like twenty five minute drive to a kung fu tea. It's like a bubble tea joint because they had mm-hmm. they had a Kirby one, which I shit you not, like like I even saw through the ad. It's just the cup has Kirby's face on it, but the bubble tea is pink. So, it, you know, but I was like, Oh, I need this. I was like, I need it, was it. Like, it was like Saturday morning. I was like, well, guys, Kung Fu tea opens at 11. So if we leave now at 10 30, we'll be there five minutes before they open. So we can get the Kirby drink. <laughs> and you know, I didn't even get yeah. it. You know, I didn't even get to get it. She said that they ran out of them days ago. So it's like, what? 
Yeah, so day so days prior where they ran out of the Kirby Cup. So that too bad. Like how dare you? Too bad, yeah, too bad for me. But yeah, no, I I, I fell for that shit all day. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's something like that that I've that I've fallen for like that. I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Oh, it's because no, it's because they already probably. got you because you're not self aware enough. You they already got you. You already bought it and you ate it or or kept it or or whatever it took. So it so it you know you don't need to remember it. It's like do you remember every chip you ate? No, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah, TikTok is another is another thing too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit. Like, I, I don't know if you do. You, have you ever heard of like the Scrub Daddy, the Sponge? Yeah, yeah, I got them. I have, I have them. Do yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in my yeah, it's in my house right now. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with the entire family. I know that there's more, oh. but then <sighs> just the dad. Yeah, enlighten me. So there's like. I, I have I have the the dish daddy and it's like one of those like scrub brush things, but it, the the sponge on the end of it just has like the smiley face and like it stands up. It's got like a stand that has a smiley face on. And you put the soap in it and it just stands there and it's dish daddy and you can put it in the you know dishwasher and it's good to go. Or there's like the scrub mommy and it's got two sides. One side is like a softer like. I guess cloth kind of side, and the other side is just like the regular, whatever whatever material it is that they use. Yes. But I was like, yeah, these, you know, uh, they they sold me on uh, on Shark Tank, or like my my wife will watch like those like cleaning or like organizing like videos or whatever, and they usually use the, the scrub day. I'm like, oh, scrub's pretty good. Love it. <laughs> I buy one. Like. Mm. No, they they owe you. They owe you royalties for this right now. Right? They're making they're making me want to go up there, uh, go upstairs and use my scrub daddy right now that I have <laughs> that I use every day and that I wish I didn't have to clean every day. But but uh, you yeah, know, it happens. But I get to do no, the just... thing when it's hot, it's soft. When it's cold, it's not. Exactly. So take that, scrub daddy. He'll take Mark his. Cuban. He'll take his ten percent now. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will take my 10% Mark Cuban if you're out there. Yeah, exactly. I have an idea. Oh, so kind of a bunch of different tangents that we've gone off of. But um, one one of the things that I wanted to bring up, because you and I are both big old nerds. Do you remember what the first video game or like system you had? Do you yes. remember playing? Yes, absolutely. Um, so it was PlayStation 1. I, I grew up as a PS1-er. And um, the first game that I ever played, I, I have a vivid memory of this, and you'll and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, it was a JRPG called Lunar Silver Star Story. Came out in like fucking '95 or something like that. And I don't um, think I've ever played it, but it, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's very, it's it's you know, it's very classic PS1 RPG stuff. Uh, you know, very the, the cutscenes are anime that they like awkwardly ported into a PlayStation one system um, because the actual gameplay is like 16 bit or eight bit characters turn based, you know, explore your little, you know, four by four world and and go to your little towns and read the text boxes at the bottom by the thousands. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That was the first game I ever played that. And that's, that's a dumb statement. That's not the first game I ever played, but that's like the first, I know that that was like my set off point. Um, I must have, I played that shit. It was my mom's ex-husband. He kept like all of his like PS1 games in like a secret little gray box in the basement. 
And uh, yeah, absolutely. When that man was at work, I would sneak down there and be popping those discs in. And I played that one and it was just, it was just awesome. I don't know. It was just that, that classic story of it didn't matter that I didn't, it couldn't even read that well. And uh, that the characters were tiny little, you know, eight bit little, you know, gummies. I was just like, so enamored by it. I was like, holy fuck, I'm over here. And then I slashed the slimes. And then I was like, I got to go outside and hit a a tree with a stick right now. (laughs) With a stick. Absolutely. I got to find the most sword looking stick that I can find. And that was what did it. Because then after that, you know, that was what um, pushed it off into, you know, um, stuff like Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy uh, 9, in Saga Frontier, like all of those like old like PS1 um jrpgs that are now uh which is what i was going to tie back to just fucking stupid expensive and 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 you know that's it's to nobody's surprise that every game store or ebay seller is like well i have a copy of final fantasy 8 and i think it's worth 320 dollars it's like you it's like no it's like this game sold like 7 million copies you're telling me every one of those is worth 400 dollars you ingrate but So the game that I mentioned, Lunar Silver Star Story, was it was like a I guess when I like relooked into it years later, it was like an enigma of itself because it was a game that was like on like three different consoles, but they were all different. So like this, I, I think I think I'm saying this right. It was a game that like because localization back in the 90s was so like different, uh, yeah. like the actual like translation and the way that the game would like play and the way that the story would play it was like different on the like sega dreamcast than it was on the ps1 than it was when it was reported to psp in like 2012 so it's like this this like game has has been around the block i think there's like sequels and stuff like that um probably but uh but yeah it was awesome and i also one of the things i can owe to it is uh it had it um you know like those little booklets you get with with games uh well you used to and I remember that booklet was like, they held nothing back. I like flipped through there and they were straight up. It was like the mo- it was like the closest uh, exposure that I ever had to hentai. And I was like nine and I was like, what? Was like oh, I was like, what? I remember this image so well. It was like one of the characters was like ass naked on like a, like a Royal King's bed. And it was like, you know, when they do that thing where the sheets are, they just so happen to be tossed like in the, in the crucial spots. And I was like, I was, it was insane. I was looking around the house. I was like, like, I was like, I'm going to go to jail for this. Like, I thought I was going to get in big trouble. Um, But yeah, so it's, so it's like, um, so I just got like obsessed with that game. Not because of that, eh, kind of because of that, but but yeah, that's kind of where it started. And I rebought it. Uh, Congrats to myself. Rebought it uh, just a few weeks ago, because if you look for this game right now, everybody wants to sell it for like $112, $150, stuff like that. And what sucks about like old PlayStation games is like you don't even know if they're going to work. Like, no. like you could get that shit back to you and it's going to be like scratched to hell. It's going to look like a cat's litter box on that thing. And it's like, then you pop it in and it's just frozen. You're like, okay, well, I'm glad I can, I don't know, put this in a fucking shadow box and hang it on my wall. Cause I can't play it. Um, so I felt weird about it. I was like, I don't want to be spending like hundreds of the dollars for this nostalgia game that technically I could just emulate on the computer. Sorry to the sure. game companies that you could yeah. do this. Um, you know, they I want you know, I they, wanted the they, official. They, they know all about emulation, right? Let's not pretend. Um, 
see, but the part that it gets me is these were those games that had numerous discs. So emulation sometimes will get buggy with that, where you go to yep. like pop in disc two, and it's like doesn't remember the save you had before. Um, but uh, yeah, long story short, drawn out story short, I got it a couple weeks ago for only like thirty dollars, and the only reason that I got it for like thirty thirty something dollars is because the eBay lister, and I'm gonna give away my secret if you're into this shit. Uh, if anybody's into stuff like this, retro games or uh, like hard to find books or, yep. you know, stuff like that, spell that shit wrong on purpose, I swear, because this is what it is. It's these it's these moms that are cleaning out these these kids like drawers in their bedroom uh, when they move out. They, they don't they don't even know. They're just like, eh, they have what, no whatever. idea. So they'll literally just like put it up there as, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, she had it listed as. Um, I think I can I can pull up what it was. It was like um, it, it was called like like Lunar Blue Story. And there was no it didn't say anything else. It didn't say like placed for PS1 for PlayStation one game RPG didn't didn't have the actual title. I'm pretty sure one of the words were spelled wrong, but it was like just by searching words that are like a little off. Like if I put myself in the brain of like a mom on Facebook, Oh dude, it was amazing. Nobody bid on that thing. So I just, I just sat and waited for six days. I was like, I don't want to bring, I don't want to stir up attention to this. I'm going to let it sit. And then when that day finally comes, I'm going to bid on it. And then, you know, nobody else is going to even know that this existed because they're searching for like the full title. With, like, the full proper... title or like yeah, the full title plus PlayStation 1 or like whatever other system that it was on. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So because uh, that's the thing, too, is uh, people on those like reselling sites, they they get way too wordy with it. You know, mm -hmm. they'll be like, you know, get it. Now. It's, uh, you know. Pokemon, it'd be like Pokemon Emerald, uh, played for 12 hours, out of press, hard to find, rare, uh, good condition, smoke-free home, uh, never licked. And it's like, that's the type, that's like what the item yep. name is, you know? And you're just like, I, I that's like word vomit, I don't want to oh, that. It's a mess, yeah, but you know, they're, I guess they're covering their ground, they're really selling it to you, even though there's like 50 million of those in circulation at any time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think right now. Like, I can't remember like what the first video game that I played. I remember when I when I was a kid. Um, I had. I just had like uh, a Super Nintendo, so I played like Mario Bros. and stuff like that. But like the first game I remember that had an impact on me was Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, I'm so I'm so thankful that you just like I'm so thankful that you could just say 10 man because 10 oh so that was so I would say that that was mine too in the sense of like really impacted me because yep. I remember playing so I obviously I did play because uh, again mom's ex-husband played seven and nine I played those as a young young kid and uh, I remember liking nine more because seven I guess I didn't really understand what was happening story-wise still don't but uh no one does right but it's uh um but yeah I remember 10 was the game the first game that I was like I want this like like hey I'm yeah. putting this on the Christmas list it looks fucking great and still to this day I think it's one of the greatest video games of all time and I just yep. can't stand that uh Final Fantasy has such a uh, I don't know how to explain this. It has such a like stigma. I don't even know if that's a good word of saying it where like people think that it's got to be like a, uh, a popularity contest of like, uh, like which one you can pretend is the best one. 
you know yeah a lot uh, of people say oh well seven's the best blah right. blah blah or six is the best because blah 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 yeah and to, to their point i'll let people have seven like i won't get pissed at that i think the game's incredible i think it's very clear how much like of a of a change that that made on everything you oh, know, yeah. that really shaped i mean there's still games that are coming out today that are like ah yes i see you went with the uh you know, I see, I see you went with the, the, the FF7 brooding character, yep. you know, trope. But it's like, um, so, so I, to a point, I get that, especially because I think nostalgia is a really powerful tool. But, um, but yeah, I just, 10 does not, it gets a lot of credit, but it doesn't get nearly enough. Not even remotely close to, to as much as it should. And people try to play all the time. They're like, actually, 4 is the best game. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Everybody knows 1 through 4 looked exactly the same. Yep. You know, given they're iconic in their own ways, but no, no, that's so that's that's awesome. So like, uh, yeah, give it to me straight. What was your like? What do you remember from that? So, I I actually wasn't the one that played it. So, my grandmother, um, not the one that we talked about before before the episode. My other grandmother, she got in a PlayStation Two for like her birthday or like some sort of holiday or something as a gift and she was the one that was playing it so like i would play it with her so like we would sit there and just play it and i just remember like this game's awesome like i don't think i'm actually like, getting this right you said you played this with your grandmother yes yes really my, my grandmother she, was a gamer and she like sat down and like took that in like she oh, didn't yeah. just be like oh you and your games like she was actually nope. like no, she was the one playing that. She's like, damn, Titus is going through it right now. Yeah. yeah. You say Titus or Titus? I say Titus. Titus, man. Fucked me up when they called him Titus in Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, this sounds crazy. Go, oh, whatever. So that, wait, wait, wait. So go, I want to hear more about this. So she was like, all, she was like, right, right up in it. Oh, yeah. So, like, not, not only Final Fantasy X, but she would play a bunch of other JRPGs. So, like, did you ever play, like, Dark Cloud? Yes. Oh, okay. I I, I, yeah. I replayed that like uh like a year and a half ago or two years ago. Um, that one, yeah, both those games are yep. incredible. They're so yep. different, one and two, but they're both so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I had started like a playthrough when I had my PS4, but I got rid of it. But that's a story for another time. But uh, no, like she would all sorts of JRPGs. So like yeah, like Dark Cloud, any of the Final Fantasies that came out um you know just stuff like that so i would play all those with her and i was like these are awesome like i i have a I have a tattoo of um titus's like symbol on my right wrist oh the the ject j yeah oh dude i i swear to god i i should just do it at this point i remember being like 15 and being, you know, when you actually start thinking about tattoos, but you can't get them yep. and you start coming up with like the worst ideas for them. But I still, to this day, I was, I always wanted that shit on my thumb. I was like, let's put that shit on like right below my thumbnail. Like, you know, like, like a knuckle tap, but just on the yep. thumb. I wanted that. So I should just do it. I, I really should. Shit goes yeah, so that, hard. That was, I actually just did that on a whim. So my wife was getting a tattoo and one of like the other, other artists was, wasn't doing anything. I'm like, you got any like appointments or anything going on today? But like no i'm like you want to do this for me you know and they did and that was the end of it so like i i don't regret it one bit because that's that's one of my favorite games yeah that exact story i i happened to me a couple years ago i was up with uh 
Uh, my girlfriend was getting something done by an artist in Toronto who I wish I could shout out, but I don't even remember the name of. Um, but we were up in Toronto and it was the same story. Like the other artist uh, was like someone who wasn't, you know, doing anything. And then I was just bored and I like went up. I was like, what you got going on? And, uh, and she was like, I could do, you know, I have this flash, but I can kind of do whatever. And I remember I saw in her flash, it was like a girl with like a blindfold on and it was cool. It was like in, in like a traditional style. Mm -hmm. So I was like, could you do this, but like switch it up. So she ended up, uh, once she found out my, my end game, I was kind of like, you know, I was trying to be coy with it. Cause I guess, you know, years ago, I was still like, is this nerdy to say out loud? Yeah. But, um, I have uh 2B from near automata on yep. my, on my arm. Um, and it's, and it's, it's awesome. I think it's sick and it's, it's got kind of like a traditional flair to it, but it literally was because I was like, eh, I'm bored. I'll just do this. And then I'll, I'll do something nerdy while I'm at it. Cause you know, you clearly don't yeah, have any work going on. I don't have to pitch it to you, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, that I, I'm, I'm stuck on this. I can't believe it. you would play these games with your grandmother. And I think that that is yep. incredible. I think that's sick. Yep. Like, especially cause like, I remember definitely being like younger and having so many parts that like, I wish I could pass over, you know, to like mm -hmm. someone else who was really getting it. But instead what I had to do was if like any friends my age didn't, didn't get it, I would have to like weirdly convince my grandparents to bring me to Barnes and Noble so I could get the guidebook. Yep. Remember those fuckers from back in the day. She would, she would get the guidebooks too. Oh, the guy, I would carry the, uh, I was in fifth grade and I would carry the FF 10 guidebook around. Like it was a fucking, like it was a Bible. Like I, a swear Bible. To God. Yeah. I really did. I was real in it. And it was just like, uh, I would just like read it in between class and I'd be like, yes, of course. That's what percentage uh, you would, you would get to inflict bio on someone. And I'd be like, Why the fuck? but I, but like, I would, you know, I'd be, how do you know that? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I, I know that game in and out. Cause it was just like, yep. I was obsessed with it. And still to this day, it's like, I still, I play, obviously I, I, I play shit every day, but it's like, that one is still one that I'm like, you know what, if I get, really like like kind of over stimulated or overwhelmed by like a lot yep. of new shit that's like usually the first place i go i'm like well i could do yep. my my 13th playthrough of 10 and then this time this time i will you know uh what is something that what do is something of, different well i was about to say i was like uh i got really obsessed with blitzball one of my times playing that so i was like oh like, i'm gonna i'm gonna really max it out here i'm gonna win tournaments and shit <laughs> no lie if square enix just came out and made just a blitzball like sports title i would buy the shit out of that oh absolutely i don't understand why they would just wouldn't make a blitzball itself that weird bumpy blue ball i just want to buy one i put it on a fucking you know when people do that with signed basketballs they put it in a little box and put it on their shelf yeah oh you can't have me? like a have like a signed blitzball and it's like jack something or something on it or oh yeah it would just feel, feel like okay. weird too yeah that's that's what i always wonder especially with companies like square enix or a lot of those like um jrpg companies is it's like they miss so much opportunity to like merchandise the shit of it like don't get me wrong final fantasy you can get anything from them really like technically yes i wanted a blitz ball but i can also buy a fucking full-fledged sword and they have like 300 dollars jewelry but uh yep. but dude it's like uh, i don't know if i'm I, I'm just bringing this up because uh, we're already 55 minutes in and I haven't brought it up. Are you familiar with a game called Xenoblade Chronicles? Yes. I was actually going to talk to you about that. Okay. The, the weirdest, the weirdest thing is that that's actually what prompted me to ask you to be on this episode. Uh. Not, not just because we share like 
you know, a love of anime and nerd stuff. But like, I was playing, I was playing something on my Switch, and you know how it like comes up when people like sign on and says, right, "Oh, so and so is playing." So I saw you were playing Xenoblade Chronicles, and I think I was playing it at the same time. So I was like, "Oh, I wonder like what Sky thought of it." Is that so? Is it your is that your first time playing it? No, so many times. It's my favorite series, absolutely. I tell you, so God, I, we should have we should have brought this up uh, during the first five minutes because I can go for an hour about this. So, uh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles is um, as a major. It's don't get me wrong, Final Fantasy is an OG. I'll, I, I ride or die for it. At, in terms of the sheer quality and replayability of the game, the Xenoblade Chronicles series is the greatest greatest rpg series of all time and i'm saying that that's such a hard hot take but i am dying on that i played so there's yeah definitive edition is technically one it's just like remastered for the switch um and added with like some extra shit two also on switch and then three came out just shy a couple days ago i'm fucking obsessed with it it's a fucking incredible I get mad. I get mad i get actually mad when people don't pay attention to that when they're like oh i really you know when they're when they're like I you know I there's nothing good kind of, when they have a switch and all they're playing is mm-hmm. like fucking Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Here's one, Breath of the Wild fans. Uh you can have more of it. It's called the Xenoblade series. Uh oh, I'm sorry, are those two different? No, it's because the same developers made it. It's the same studio yeah. that made Breath of the Wild. It makes these games and they put way you can see they put way more heart and effort into uh, the Xenoblade games, they're, they're fucking in, insane. Um, and th- that was the tangent that I was going to go on is because if they had merch, I would be buying it. I have bought it, but it's been like bootleg stuff. But mm. it's like all they have is our extraordinarily expensive figures. And I've bought them. So it's like, <laughs> so yes, I have a $200 Pyra figure. It's a redhead girl with a sword you know, on, on a side table right now is 200 bucks. I have a fucking $300 one on pre-order. That's not going to ship till next year. It's like, why don't they do anything else? Why is it only hundreds of dollars worth of figures, but like, I don't get a hoodie. So like you're one, you're one of those guys, like the, the people that are big, like REM fans from ReZero. And there's like a million different like figures of REM I think is like the character right. in the show. So I but could I see be like, yeah, could like, be, but I, 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 there is a control to that. That I do have some sort of control. I feel like depending on what it is, I wouldn't because so it's, it's like the anime figures game is so dangerous. So like a lot of times I do have to set standards to those. My girlfriend and I both buy Nendoroids, the like little chibi ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are fun as hell. Um, but yeah, in terms of like figures themselves, like, um, I can't believe. So I have okay. I have a Ram figure, not a Rem one. I have a Ram one. The, that's the that pink-haired like... one. So it's you know, it's like okay. two. They're like the two sisters, and the ones they have the blue hair. Yeah, I've the I've never watched Three Zero, so like I just I just know uh, like the obsession with Rem and like her figures and stuff like that. So yeah, I tell you what, you want to. I will. I won't do any spoilers, but I'd say the whole reason for her obsession comes stems from literally one episode. You can watch. You can not watch that show at all. And if you watch episode nineteen of the first season, you're like, "Oh, I get it. I understand. That's all it takes." Okay. So that that's that's really why. And uh, um, show's good. It's a good show. It, it's a it's messy though. It's like a it's it's just like uh, you ever you ever like 
watch a show or even get into a game or something like that where you find that you're doing a lot more looking on like wikipedia mm-hmm. for who the fuck this character is then yep. you are just like enjoying the show itself that's what that show is like that's the best way i can explain it it's like you'll watch five episodes and you'll be like what the fuck are they talking about so then when you go on the reddit page and wikipedia it's like oh no they're referring to they're referring to this this war that went on 20 years ago in this uh other region that's uh, a couple continents away and it's like how would i fucking know that yeah how the fuck would i know that yeah like, or there's like i've, one, I've yeah. done that before like with certain shows where like i'm late getting into the show and there's like spinoffs and other stuff like that and people on reddit like hey you should watch this in chronological order blah 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 and I'm like, so I have to write all this down and like pay attention if I want to watch this in chronological order. Oh like, yeah, that's a lot of work. That's why I, uh, what is it? I can't get into. There's so, there's some t- things that have that that I get too intimidated by, so I just like won't do it. Um, Fate, I think the Fate yes, yes, series, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one of those ones that has always seemed cool to me, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's like such a massive commitment. Yeah, that's like, I've hard seen, to... I've seen stuff where it's just like. No, don't watch this movie because it doesn't. It's not canon, and then blah blah blah. It's like I, I don't, I don't have the attention span uh, for this right now. That's why it's so hard to pitch Kingdom Hearts to anybody. I gave up. I stopped trying because <laughs> it's like I mean, Kingdom Hearts has such an awesome like nostalgia thing to it, where I loved it when I was ten, and I lost my fucking mind when when two came out. Um, oh yeah. Which, by the way, uh, apologies that I've been swearing so much. I guess I should have asked no, that first fine. if this is like a christian no, 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 family no. event but uh God, no. but yeah i mean it's just you know I, I i like it a lot i love it so much but it's so hard to pitch to people because it's like well you know i just did this to my little brother like my little brother never played it ever but he knows that i was super into it um so he bought the like all in one package the like all the games in one box and i told him i was like listen i was like this is gonna sound so annoying but you can't just do one then two then three you have to do one then this one then this one then two then this one then the movie then this and it's like it just feels so extra and it's so i feel so bad for the people i tell it to because i know that it's never going to like, I don't think anybody's going to be sold on it from here on out. I don't think there's any no. new people that are like, hey, I'm looking for something that takes me 80 hours, uh, <laughs> 80 hours before I can begin the first game. And I'm like, okay, well, that's. Yeah, because like with Kingdom Hearts, it's like in that, in that whole like package, it's like, well, here's this movie that sums up a mobile game that, you know, takes place before any of the other games. And then after that is birth by sleep and then like then you can finally play one and then like go from there just like yeah that's oh, and that's if you want to do it uh that's if you want to do it in terms of like timeline order yeah. as opposed to release order it's you know everybody's got their own opinion they're like actually you should be playing you know th- uh, three of these games as prequels before one it's just it's a lot it's a lot to take in and and i and i feel guilty for it um Hot segue, what do you think about mobile games? Um, I play a good bit of them. There's there's one um, that I really like on uh, Apple Arcade. And it's uh, it's made by a studio called Mistwalker. Are you about to tell me it's Fantasia? Fantasian. Yeah. Fantasian? Fantasian. Oh, God. I want to play that game so bad, but I have this thing. I have this thing against mobile games. I, like, think that I'm doing something, like, autonomous by being like, no, 
I won't download mobile games, but it's like I'm just clearly missing out on things. That game is so good. Oh, because it's got that class. It's like uh, all of the backgrounds are real, right? It's like yep. all of the backgrounds yep. are like made of like goddamn clay and like true real nature, but then the character is like is like you know actual game engine character. God, that's so cool. So that's that studio. Um, I don't know if you ever played played it on on the 360, but a game called Lost Odyssey. Yes. Yeah, I, I have it, but I know what it is. I know what that whole thing is. Yes. It's, it's so, what people say is the better Final Fantasy XII, because I guess their stories are like heavily similar. Um, not really. I don't know. I don't know. This there's, is the memers there's, there's, say. Yeah, there's some things, but no, like Lost Odyssey, if, if you ever get the chance, definitely play it. If it, it it's... I will say, yeah, it, it is definitely what Final Fantasy XII should have been, like, after ten, because then they had the online game and whatever, but, like, that seemed it would have been, like, the next progression of, like, the battle system and, like, a whole bunch of other stuff. But that's neither here nor there, but it's, if you're ever itching for something that's, like, Final Fantasy X or, like, you know, like I said, that next progression, definitely try that out, because that's, you know, really good, and it's, it's a good, like, turn-based, uh, yeah, I know that that one's. Uh, I've had my eye on that one. I have this weird thing with, um, I have this weird thing with games that I play. So it's like, um, and this is, uh, I know where I'm going with this because I, I, I'm so, I'm so devious. I always have this plot. So I, I play a lot of games at once at like one time, um, but I'll have them in like weird like uh, categories. So it's like I'll be playing like a modern game came out recently, you know going through the motions new game came out it's up my alley you know that type of thing um and then i'll have a like blast from the past game that i'll be going through Mm. so like a game that you know whether or not it's my first time playing it it's just like something that like came out a while ago that that like obviously i've been meaning to get to you know um and it's just sometimes it just feels good to keep something like classic back there you know um and then so i'll have those two and then my third one yakuza I'm always playing a Yakuza game. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like I could be playing, you know, three brand new games that just came out, but like every couple of days I'll be like, yeah, tonight I'm going to play Yakuza. Cause it's, it's just a goat. It's just an amazing, you always have to have one in the background. That's my rule that I made. And I made that rule two years ago and I've, I've stuck with it because it's like, I'm not binging them, but it's always there. So like, you know, um, so right now is a replay of Kiwami, and uh, then after that, you know, Kiwami 2, Like a Dragon, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, a- I'm actually playing through Zero right now. Oh, God, isn't that game just fantastic? Doesn't it just feel great? Does it just. Oh, yeah. Uh, so funny. So funny, that game. I never get tired. It's like, I'll know what the, the side quests are so ridiculous, but they're hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Like, um, I, I never thought a game about literal yakuza gangster like just going around as like a, a beat-em-up game slash rpg would would be as entertaining as it is it's just it's such a roundabout like it's like the side quests are funny and ridiculous i remember there's that one where that guy uh what is it it's i hope i'm not getting it mixed up with kiwami but there's one where this dude he like needs new shoes because he keeps he won't walk he keeps running 
So it's like he he just so like you go to him and you like get him a pair of shoes so he can run. But the reason he's running is because he keeps doing errands for his ex-girlfriend. So I don't know. It's like such a convoluted, funny or like the one where it's like this guy wants to cross a bridge so bad. But every time he goes to cross the bridge, he gets his ass beat. So you have to help him cross the bridge by fighting all the guys that want to beat his ass and you have to like protect him along the way. It's just, it's so, it's funny to see that really funny, like, you know, comedy side of things, but then like, you'll do a, us, uh, like a main story mission and I won't spoil anything, but it's like a fucking tearjerker. Yeah. It's like a major character, you know, and just, just, like, oh God. just had a tragedy unfolded in them. And then you're like, damn, I feel like crying, but then I'm going to go back to a side quest where like I help or little like, kids, I help little kids buy alcohol. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm going to go play karaoke, the karaoke side game. Cause sure. Oh, those ones go hard too. Goddamn. See, that game is just fantastic. I, it's, it's so good. And it's, uh, that's the, see what I mean? You always have to have one in the background, but uh, yeah, it's like literally my lineup right now is uh, Kiwami, Yakuza Kiwami, um, Xenoblade 3 just came out, uh, attention, att- attention all listeners, Xenoblade 3 just came out, and then um, that's my, my newest game that just came out, and then that I'm playing, and then my like my like retro blast from the past would be, like I said before, I rebought that game, Lunar, um, yep. and I want to go through that and just get some like old old school shit going um and it's fun just bouncing between those um and the xenoblade space have you played you played one and two so i'll I'll give you my little background so i i had never played one so when i got the switch and two came out i was like all right i've never like played this series so i'll play two i don't remember like i started two and stopped i don't remember why i think like I think the battle system had turned me off. So I like put it down for a long time. And then um, around the time when three got announced, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll play like the definitive edition and kind of go from there. So I played through the definitive edition. I loved it. I have some thoughts about it. Tell me, and I could, uh, I could take it too. Cause it's an old game. It's like, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's the, when the game first came out as a Wii game, W-I-I-W. It it came out in in like 2009 or something like that. No, it might have been earlier than that. I don't even know, but it was an old Wii game that like no that like a lot of people, the people who played it loved it, but God was it ugly. It was a nasty little game. Yeah, Um, and then they like remastered it for the the 3DS and then finally like that got ported to the Switch. But so the battle system, very, very basic. Like it was sometimes mind-numbing like i was just like all right i'm gonna switch from doing this attack to this attack and then all right the monster's dead i do admit yeah i I think one of the flaws from from that game system is you have all your attacks as like buttons at the bottom of the screen so then you just end up you stop looking at like the game as Mm -hmm. and then like what's happening in the battle as much as you're just looking at the attack buttons that take up like the whole bottom third of the screen so you're just waiting for one of them to be able to press and then you're like oh press that one it was an attack all right, press this one, you know. So no, you're you're right about that. I mean, um, but again, I think it set the groundwork to do awesome things. And I think yep. that like uh even if you you get on a routine with that one, I feel like I didn't even notice it because just like the world building and the story was so expansive in that that it was it's just huge. Whereas if you could play that game for four hours and not battle anyone, you know. Um yeah. 
at, at your choice. I know that turns a lot of people off, but but it's your choice, you know, because it's the whole let's go to any land area you want. Um, but uh, so you played that. Did you get through? Did you start two at all? Um, I started two recently. Okay. But like the the other thing that bothered me about one, I got to a certain point in the game, probably like chapter. 14 or 15 I want to say and I I have what's called gaming OCD so like I want to do all the side quests before I oh yeah move forward in like the main story I'm sure you kind of know what that's about oh absolutely I do every single one so, even if I'm not having yeah. a good time I'm like why am I doing this to myself there's no reason yeah. I, f- I finally just got to a certain point in the game where I was like all right I'm not doing any more side quests this is like Mind, mind numbing oh, to the yeah, point this, where I'm just this, like, all right, I need to just beat this game. The Xenoblade One side quests are are like there's like a th- yeah. thousand of them, and they're famously like, hey, I need you to beat that monster over there. It's like, okay, thanks. And then the other one, the other version is, hey, I need an a, an apricorn. I need an item. Yeah. Go get it. And it's like, okay, I'll go get the damn fucking item. Oh, you know, I'll go and, pick up the thing. Like, oh, yeah. but the drop percentage is like. 10% right, yeah. in this area or like oh you can only beat this monster when it's raining at night oh like, yeah, uh, yeah okay okay I get, so I just have to sit here and wait for it to rain I guess or you see yeah, you said the the hack is you skip travel over and over yep. and over and over again yeah, yep. yeah. I'm just like okay I'll, I'll do that and then, yeah eventually I was just like all right I'm just gonna power through to the end and, yeah. and beat it and then uh no I I enjoyed it there were some things in the story that, like, no spoilers, that I was just kind of like, actually, it, you know, it's not, I, I can say it without making it a spoiler, so. I was going to say, the game's so complex that I feel like I could say the ending and people would be like, that means nothing to me. Like, I don't even get yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, Dixon. You're right, right. His, his whole thing at the end, like, I felt like you had to feel bad for him and i kind of just didn't that's such a classic i was gonna say that's such a classic like uh i feel like that's just an anime trope in general is it's it's always like and i don't know maybe maybe western stuff does this too uh how annoying of me to just say western stuff but western, uh, western but uh western. i feel like that's such a thing it's always like to to your point like you said it, it's you have bad guy and then it's bad guy realize bad guy have sad past and then you go feel bad for a bad guy maybe bad guy not so bad after all it's like okay well you know i saw that saw that coming but like that's not even that's not even a thing like he did it's not like he had a sad past or anything he just he was a dick even to yeah, the end. Just and i'm just like yeah. i was just like they they had this moment and i was like am i supposed to feel bad for him because i don't i think as a player i don't know if this is lame to say i think as a player you don't have to obviously but i think it's more so like it shows characterization on like shulk's part like the main character's part where it's like okay i i get more out of the characters now that i can see how they react to that type of thing because you can see the other characters didn't really give a fuck right like they were just like we gotta go they're like let him let him do what he's gotta do you know and i i see that happen from time to time there'll be a lot of like situations where i'm like okay i personally wouldn't do this but uh i guess my main character is doing this so I guess let's go. Yeah. I guess I, I get it. Let's you're, go. you're a sad, you're a sad little boy. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, I'd say um, so far. Obviously, I'm only like nine or ten hours into three, but I would say two out of the two, 
out of one, definitive edition and two, two is by far my favorite one. I've replayed that twice. I have like 300 hours on it. Um, it's just, it's just excellent. It's fun. It's great. And, uh, I don't know. There's something about what I need because now there's like a standard for me. What I need a lot of like JRPGs to do is that form of immersion where like, yes, I want a story to be good. Yes. I want characters to be hot or whatever, but it's like, it's being able to just like walk around like a town and just like everybody, like all your NPCs and villagers are like on the same page with, with that town's like values and that town's like, uh, culture and everything like that like how do i how do i word this like i feel like something that happens in um you know rpgs and i'll tell you what i think persona did a riff on this persona 5 did something with this where it's not a spoiler to say every time that something happened in persona 5 the whole gag was that the entire town was talking about it so like you would go to person npca and they'd be like boy heard that teacher kamoshida is a real jerk and then you'd go to npc like all the way across the fucking city and he'd be like i've been hearing that gym teacher has been you know uh, hitting kids what a shame and i'm like in real life this doesn't happen like like you'd you'd have a small culture of people that would talk about something but overall the entire fucking town oftentimes unless it's very disastrous does not talk about the same thing and i thought what was cool was a little side note it was like you know playing xenoblade games or like you know other games that do this i really like when you're in a in a city and you get to like just be a fly on the wall to like npcs having issues of their own you know whether or not you get involved they're having conversations with each other about something unrelated or something that can only apply to that specific city and a lot of times they're not talking about shit that's going on with the main character in his party like they're just like living their lives and talking about stuff like the food of that culture and the ingredients. If there's a military base there, they'll usually have like military base conversation or like talking about how much money they make. And it's, it's something that you don't totally notice. Um, I think that's the point. Like you're, you're in these cities and you're going through like the overworld and you're noticing there's so much world building behind the scenes that like these developers and writers really spent like hours and hours being like, okay, well, if we have, you know, a type of land that's uh, much more rooted in seawater, you know, there's a lot more water here. We should do a lot more than just put everybody in bathing suits like Pokemon. You know, it's like we should, you know, add to that fact to say there's probably a, a section of people that choose to stay away from the water because, you know, they know the dangers of it or, or perhaps not everybody is a fucking beach ball fanatic. I don't know. I might be rambling in that regard, but I just think that world building is a really cool thing that games can do. And I think that there are some games that forget that and they get so tied up in main character has to go and save the day that they're like, no man, what makes me like spend hours in this is I can spend four hours doing side quests because I'm like, Oh, I'm actually, like it, it, I almost feel like I'm, I'm a member of this random city and that I'm like, you know, doing this thing. And when I collect something, it makes sense. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, these are native to this land, you know, that type of thing. Um, it's just fun. I have a great time with it. Uh, also Xenoblade two is a character that has cat ears. Uh, let's how about that as a selling point guys, but that one, <laughs> got cat ears. you like the cat, you like the cat girl types got one. There it is. There it is. Uh, and you know, it's, so that's that's how it is. But no, I have a, I have a great time with those games. I can't say anything. Uh, I can't praise it anymore. And I think the fact that they're flawed is awesome. Um, I think if a game is pinpoint perfect, it's kind of tough to go back mm-hmm. to in a way. Uh, like a good example of that is like um, 
the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a 10 out of 10 game. I won't let anybody mm. say otherwise. It's fucking great. Um, and I'm excited for what's to come. But I, I, I think it is what it is. It was a 10 out of 10 game. So I did everything you can do. I played the whole story. That was great. Yep. It made sense. It was, you know, everything like that. So now I have almost less of a feeling to go replay it because it doesn't have, it was so shiny. It was so mm-hmm. pitch clean. Yeah, there's, there's no suns, reason to just be perfect. like, okay, well. Right. And and whereas of like, and in, in, in again, ludicrous to compare these two things. But I remember playing like Xenoblade 2 and Xenoblade 2, it's it's got a lot of moments where, you know, what the kids call are broken or like there's a lot of like bosses that are like, dude, this is ridiculous how much of a challenge this is. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? Or to that point, it's like, you know, there's this stupid glitch in this game. If you go into this part, you'll clip through the wall. And I kind of like that. I kind of think it's sick and it feels like video games to me. And and to that point, it's like, you know, I almost like the added benefit of like, okay, because this character is so whatever overpowered, I'm going to replay it and not use them all, use them at all. I'm actually going to tell them to fuck off, you know? Um, you know, I, I, I like that type of thing. I think it's cool. And, and, uh, I think more games need to have flaws. What a what a sentence! Yeah, they do. No. Trust me, a lot of them do. But uh, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool when that happens, and I think replayability and world building is like, I don't know, it's important to me. And I think that's why a game like Final Fantasy X did what it did is because it was so like that world. There was this whole plot, you know. So I have like the concept of sin and Yevin and all that shit just burned in my brain because it was so like immersive, you know, to that. Yep. And the, the Albed and, oh, yeah. know, and all, all that stuff. And the, the other thing about world building that, that you brought up, I remember like just, just that moment. So like after that, I would say like second sin battle, like you're on, you're on the ship and then you get to Kilika. Yes. And like the village is destroyed. Oh, yeah. You have yeah, all yeah. these people like rebuilding. It's like, yeah, they're going to be rebuilding. Like, it, they just like got devastated. It's like, you know, they have to take care of their stuff. And it's just like, they're not even really paying attention to like the main characters aside from um, like the burial and stuff like that. Other than that, they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. We got to rebuild this like our, our town or whatever. Oh yeah, it's awesome because you know what, and and I feel I feel guilty for this because I know it's a game that's designed for like five year olds to play if they want to, but like I feel like what pisses me off about um, or just like disappoints me about like the Pokemon main mm. games, right, is like th- those types of games. You know, every NPC in the entire world is obsessed with you. You know, so like every single one is like happily looking at you like my bag can fit 10 items. Did you know that if you you can favorite items in your bag? And I'm like, OK, I guess thanks. And then I'll go to someone else and be like, you're so strong. There's nothing better than a trainer around here with strength. And I'll like talk to somebody else like, and they'll like stop. They'll, yeah, or they'll stop what they're doing and they'll turn around and they'll be like, every day is great if the leaves are coming down. Also, I have Pokemon. You know, it's like they it's like I just I wish that in Pokemon games, everybody wasn't so chipper and cheer to talk to me <laughs> to, for my dumbass look to just look at them and be like, Oh, I thought you were going to give me a TM. You're not. Okay. Then, then, then bye. Whereas of like, yeah, to your point, you don't, you're not thinking about it at the time, but when you're looking back, you actually like remember a lot more with like, yeah, the whole, you know, the, 
you know, like uh, the issues with, you know, the residents of Kilika and the fact that they were like, you know, dude, what the fuck? Like, we're clearly like a poor nation and your cool little religious band is just going to come in, come in here and do your thing, you know? And I think that's a lot different. Like, like, I'm pretty sure if I have this right, besides like the opening scenes with Yuna, I'm pretty sure most of the cities were like, you guys got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, I think, I think a lot of them like, you know, didn't yeah. like you. And, and, and to that point, it's a very real thing. I mean, you can't just go, you know, you can't just take a trip to, you know, uh, Japan right now and go to a random person and just stare at them and then hope that they enjoy <laughs> your presence. Like it's just not going to play out that way. Yeah. Um, and it's a real thing. And I think it's sick. And I, I, I think that that's really cool. And I also think Pokemon should, should, make people more angry i think they should be more mean and that's it yeah i do admit i I, I totally agree some of the some of the like the antagonists of the pokemon games i guess have that but still at the end of the day they're like i've never been beaten by someone so strong and i support you now it's like okay well it's okay well there's no there's no more conflict here so i'm just gonna leave yeah most of pokemon's demographic is well in their 20s and 30s i'm pretty sure you can make a couple people cry now i think that's possible yeah well, that's why, like, I I bought Pokemon Sword, and it just felt there was there was nothing there that was like, yeah, I want to play this. But I think like the main antagonist wasn't even anything like. Dude, I don't whatever. even remember. I don't even remember, yeah. and that's what it says about it. I'm not one of those types because I know I, there's a lot of discourse online about this type of thing. I'm not one of those types that's very like like anti modern Pokemon. It sounds like I am, and to a point, I am. But I always buy them. I always buy them. I always check them out because I think the 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 aspect is fun to like explore a new map and see what the new ones look like and see yeah. how they you know evolve and stuff like that. To a lot of end, I support modern Pokemon. I think what they did in Sword and Shield with the whole like. Uh, what do they call it? The wild area where, yep. it, where it went like open world mode. I thought it was excellent. I was like, it's great. And Pokemon doesn't need to look like Skyrim to me. I'm totally fine um, with, with how it is. But, but to your point, the issues is just like the actual cutscenes themselves. It's just like, I don't, what is my reason to go through this? Everybody's just going to think I'm awesome. Yeah. What is the conflict? I'm just going to win the battle and that everybody thinks I'm, I'm the best. Like, like sword and shields version of like team rocket or whatever. They didn't even like do anything. They were just like mega fans, I guess. Oh uh, like, yeah, I remember this whole thing. And yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. I don't. What is what is your motive? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't like, and maybe that's how it always will be. And I have a fucking pre-order for Violet in November, and I'm gonna play it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's some sort of like at least interpersonal conflict, at least something, you know. Um, well, I remember like in Ruby and Sapphire, it was like team i don't remember what teams they were uh, but their Aqua whole thing was like yeah team aqua yeah, yeah, and team magma was just like all right well i'm gonna resurrect rudon he's gonna do whatever and like you know it's team aqua versus team magma and like you know there's conflict there. I'm like, right and you right, cool. and that's the thing and to that point the player was just like a fly on the wall like you just happened to be in the right place at the right time for a lot of that and i thought that was sick i thought that was a lot more like self-insert you know than like being like you know, I knew you had potential when I saw that 10 year old across the street. It's like, God damn, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it'll be fine, but yeah, I, I, I try so hard to be open to them. Like I try so hard to not be so like, uh, you know, I don't know. Those types online always bug me when they're just like, you know, this game sucks now. It's not as good as the old one. It's like, well, you're probably just not, you know, yeah, keeping it a chance. Well, I mean, when I played, 
legend of uh, Arceus or, or whatever it was called. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, if, if that's how, like, Violet and whatever the other one's called is going to be. But just, like, a little bit more in-depth, I'm fine with it. Oh, oh, oh. I, I had to think about what you meant for a second. Yeah, the... I don't know. Some people say Arceus. Some people say Arceus. Um, yeah, yeah, the game that came out this year in January. That game was awesome. That game was so fun. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't beat it. I think. I don't remember why. I think I got to a certain point where I was just like, I, I'm kind of bored of this. Song I think it was. Dance of... It was really exciting when you didn't have the entire place at your disposal when you were kind of forced yeah. to run around. But I think once you were able to fly around for like the first ten minutes, you were like, "This is insane!" But then you see the entire map immediately, and you're like, "Oh, all the secrets are gone. I just fly to them now." Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It's. I, it took me like fifty hours to get to that point, so that says something about that game. Yeah. It. Yeah. It took me a little bit too. I think. I think what did it for me, I was just like, okay like each area all right well you got to go talk to the guardian and then you got to fight the thing and then okay well you're they're all happy now and right right yeah, yeah. you go to the next area and do the same thing it's like is this it is this is this my motivation yeah yeah i just uh there is something about that structure when you kind of know what you're in in for every single time um like that's kind of how I felt about. Uh, I don't know if this is like a totally different segue. If you ever played a game called Octopath Traveler, I I have it. I have not played it though. So I so I will vouch for anything by that studio. So that like HD two D thing where they take like old school eight bit sprites, but then they add like a yep. lot of like modern effects and stuff to it. I vouch so, like, for it. I think it's Triangle cool. Strategy just came out too. The game's awesome. That game is yeah. amazing. Because um, again, it's right out the gate of like Final Fantasy Tactics and just feels like Tactics Ogre and just feels really good about that. Um, and the story is actually really cool. I like it. I think it's really done, well done. But Octopath Traveler was definitely like the first one of that bunch. And it has, it's a it's really, really good game. It, it, it solves, it satiates that hunger of like turn-based, old school you know, slash them up, collect your gill, keep going yep. type of thing. But they did follow a formula of like every person's story was cutscene, uh, explore uh, like a little cave type dungeon map, fight your enemies, fight your big boss. And then the story's over. So, and they did it eight times. So it was like, by the time you're like the sixth time through, you're like, Oh God, it's like, okay, well this dungeon area is probably going to take me like an hour. And then here's the boss. And then the, you know, and then I, and then I beat it. And then when I'm done, it's like your motivation is like to do what? The same thing you did five times with yeah. just like different looking like, at it. Okay. So I think it can be beneficial, but it also be harmful sometimes. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. When, yeah, just when that whole like system or like path of progression is just like, okay. I, I, I guess I got to go here and do this. You know, more, you know, more games you do. Did you play, uh, did you play Tales of Arise? I played it, but did not finish it. So I think something else had come out like not long after that that I wanted to play instead. So I, I think stopped. so. What I like about that game a lot, I think that game's really really good. Um, and uh, what I like about it is it does stuff that RPGs used to do back in the day where like, instead of just playing as Mr. Hero the entire time, it'll just yep. randomly jump. And you're like, no, you play as this person now and you guys are separated. And I don't know where the fuck you're, the rest of your team is. Yep. Like, I like that kind of thing. It like forces you to like, not expect something now. Cause now it's like, Oh shit. I've been playing as the burly tough muscle guy with the big sword for like, 
Jesus Christ, 11 hours now. So now that I'm this like frail little girl who has to have a different play style, like I'm forced to now be just her as she goes about and, you know, reconnects with her team and stuff like that. And I think that, I think that's cool. I like when games kind of force you to be like, nah, bitch, it's, it's just you here now, you know? Um, and it's, and it's everything that you were doing, that routine that you were doing is totally broken. Um, it's cool. Chronicles one did that. Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. It was, uh, yeah, your party got split up a lot, actually. I think there was yeah. a lot of times where it was just like, yeah, it's just you now. Or then it's like, oh, you, you, you know, you're so used to Shulk and you play as Melia now and, and yeah. you're playing as Melia for a long time. Yeah. I like it. I think it's awesome when that, when that kind of thing happens. Yeah. I was um, just like, oh, okay. This is kind of jarring, but yeah. Here we go. Um, that was a really big thing with the, uh, what was it? Um, the Fire Emblem 3DS games. Oh, like Fire Emblem Awakening and stuff like that. Yeah, that and like uh, Echoes was like one of the ones for the 3DS. It did that. It was like you played as you had two different. There was two main characters, and the whole game was them like eventually reuniting. But you had to play as all of their teammates, like one, like like one half to one half. So it'd be like you'd be playing as like you know uh, one of the characters' whole party, which was like fucking fifteen people you know, every battle. And then you didn't know how long you were going to be doing that for. And then it randomly would just be like, and that chapter's done. And you're off to the next guy now. And you'd be like, shit, I didn't even know that that was happening. And I had to like, remember my train of thought of like, Oh fuck. When I go back to the girls party, I don't remember what I was doing with people's like equipment and shit like that. So I don't know. It's cool. Switch it up. Fuck me over. Yeah. It kind of just gives you that. uh, You're, you're not, you're not, all knowing at that point because like in some games you're like all right i remember everyone's equipment i know how i have my party set up blah 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 but like when it happens like that you're like oh i haven't played with them in a little bit uh shit how did i have my party set up like what was their equipment like what were their like skills like uh It's always funny. I think about that sometimes i'm like why do i play games like this where i'm in the menu for like 45 minutes yeah I'm like, I can sit down and play this, you know, before work today. And then I'm like equipping things and I'm like, I'm done. Time to go to work. Yeah. I didn't actually have to move around or, or do anything. Yeah. Just give me item management, the game. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a wide, wide world out there. Audience. Yeah. Gear yeah, up. There, there, yeah. There's, there's so many, so many different types of, games and especially rpgs just there's there's so many different i was about to say yeah that genre alone i'm pretty sure every game that i've mentioned could be summarized it really fast it it doesn't even count you know the wide wide variety of other shit out there but it's fun and i dedicate too much way way too much time and money to it and uh that's what it's like so yeah to everybody out there um be careful with that it's a very it's a very deep hole yeah it's, it's rewarding from. and fun and, and 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 whatnot but now i have and then the next thing you know you have a backlog of like 60 jrpgs that you eventually want to play oh my god dude i have like seven games i've, I've never even opened i just get them in the mail you know what i'm getting tomorrow I'll, i you know i'll do my 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 closing statement with this because i know we're we're bumping up there in time uh digimon has a new game digimon, yeah, digimon survive, survive. Yeah, I don't even know what that game is, but it's delivering to my house tomorrow. It's like, why did I do that? Why the hell? I just was like, oh, I have to get this. Yep. 
I have no, I don't even know. I have no, I have no idea. And it's going to be so long before I play that because Xenoblade 3 is supposed to be 140 hours. It's like, I'm not going to play that so, till Christmas. Yeah. So I, I kind of looked into Digimon Survive because I was like, do I want to play Xenoblade 2 or do I want to play Digimon Survive? So basically, I guess all it is, so it's like turn-based. Um, kind of, It's kind of like set up like a, a strategy RPG, like, fire emblem like the like the different tiles and stuff yeah. like that and that's the battle stuff everything else it's like a it's, visual it's, novel right yeah it's a visual yeah, novel yeah. yeah i'm not hating on that i feel like i feel like it's easy to hate on something like that but then you realize you're like but i love persona 5 and then you forget that um famously after like the third palace in persona 5 there is a one i've timed it it's an hour and 42 minutes of of dialogue and that's if you're letting them like speak the whole line. It's an hour and 42 minutes of sitting there and listening to them talk about like, we got to get them guys. And I was entertained the whole damn time. So I, I, I don't know. You're I'm just not, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. So I'll, I'll have that to look forward to. So perhaps, you know, perhaps if we speak again, I can give you my insight. I can let you know. Yeah. Like I, I, I definitely would love to have you on again. I'm, you know, as long as you had a good time, you know, oh, I've yeah, been talking yeah, yeah. for, 96 minutes almost uh, well, you know i was about to say man it's 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 funny it's like nobody really at my job or um i don't say nobody but but it's like i don't really talk about this shit with with really anyone you know because it's like at home it's like you know my girlfriend knows that it's it's a it's a hole you know this hour 37 i'm gonna be putting her through that you know <laughs> if if, if yeah. i don't vent it out somewhere else but it's fun it's good it's good to get out love love the uh people that that also i know go through it god damn i'm gonna be telling that grandma story forever <laughs> i'm gonna be telling that i'm yeah. gonna be telling that to people i don't know that's awesome that's so cool yeah to me. definitely like she she even brings it up sometimes like you know just like oh like remember the games i'm like yeah i still play them like oh yeah you know you buy her 16 I mean, when it comes out yeah that's that's oh, awesome god just overwhelm her with the power of the ps5 just you know just like like, here you go yeah there's there's so many rpgs but uh no i definitely enjoyed talking um but like i i'm down to talk rpgs or anything anytime so you know you you know know don't don't feel ashamed to like shoot me a text or something just be like hey like i was playing this blah 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 like i'm always down to nerd out so you know it you know it all right, but uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you, thank you for doing the thing. I like this, yeah, like this setup. You know, I've been watching this web page for a really long time. Oh my god, but uh, but I, you know, you don't even notice it after a while. Yep, <laughs> I straight up, so, I haven't. I, you know what? I haven't been doing anything else. I know that some people on podcasts will like they'll be like doing work at the same time or be like on their phone. I've just been on this white screen looking at both of our names, but uh, but no, it's 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 cool. It's good. You know, keep doing you and, uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll link up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So thank you for coming on and, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you a bit later.